This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your weekend, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for another rousing edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap here on the ESPN Chicago app. Joined by the legendary Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We'll you each and every week to do this podcast. You'll get the encore replay every Saturday morning on ESPN 1000. And, Mikey, it's Cub Sox weekend, and I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like it's got quite the punch that maybe it should because the Cubs sold off. They're not that good. The White Sox are going to walk to the division title because it's a bad division. doesn't have the same kind of oomph that it used to have, if you ask me. Yeah, you know what? I never forget 1999 Caruso hits a ball into the basket. I mean, I was actually checking the scores. I was on an airplane, you know. I'm checking the scores. It was a huge deal. Then I was at the game. I was sitting, like, in the second row when Pruszynski and Barrett went at it. It was the best, one of the best baseball fights and uh, theatrics I've ever seen. I've seen a few of them. So it it doesn't have the punch. The White Sox are are playing uh, uh, not that well right now. Mm -hmm. The Cubs have uh, raised the white flag. And uh, you see what's going on with the division. Um, I remember when the White Sox uh, in 2005 had a, a 14-15 game lead, and uh, it started to dwindle. So you brought up a good point, uh, Carmen. By the way, how you doing, everybody? We're happy to be back. The odds we couple are. with a double winner last week in the bonus. Then Carmen hits with bottle plus 325 to hit a home run. I mean, this is what we bring to the table. This isn't by accident, ladies and gentlemen. This is hard earned. And on top of that, I just think that, uh, boy, if the Cubs, had this been like if the deal for the Cubs hinged on these guys two weeks later, then they would have been here for this. And then you might have seen something. You know, bias and all yeah. these guys. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what they're doing on other teams. The reason that they're all <laughs> gone is they did it all separately when they were on this team. Yeah, it's true. It's a good point. I mean, now they're all doing I mean, I know Baez had a rough night last night. Uh, oh, my God. Five days. Yeah. Get used to it, folks. Yeah. I, I, I love how Luis Rojas, I think the Mets manager, has something like, well, you know, we, he's a free swinger. We can work on that. No, you can't. I mean, no. you're not talking about a guy that's two years into the league. I There's no Rizzo, working on it. I think Rizzo's in the strongest spot. I think yes. he could be the next Tino Martinez type of guy for them. He doesn't have to be spectacular. He never was. He just was an everyday type of guy. Now, the back, that's a concern. But sign a three-year deal with this guy. He's in New York. Will you pull the ball? You need you hit a 300. I mean, we had bigger dimensions at the schoolyard than yeah, he has no to kidding. deal with down the line at Yankee Stadium. So, uh, And he's Italian. He's popular. <laughs> for, you know that. We can't overlook that. It's I mean, dr- it's, it's old a- school. Yeah, if you're a left-handed power hitter like come that, on. it's a dream come true to go to Yankee Stadium, right? And you see the start that Rizzo's gotten off to. I know he went over last night, but he said a Yankee. Well, they will do that. Well, of course. And There's a reason said- they're all gone, and Hoyer told him, maybe you should have taken the deal. That started the whole hubbub. Yeah, I know. They've had their that little was awesome. back and forth. Rizzo oh, I said loved every a- minute of it. Rizzo set a uh, Yankee record with a, an RBI in his first six games with the team. Nobody ever in the, his, the storied history of the Yankees mm-hmm. has ever done that. Gallo then last night is the hero yep. when they were down late, hits the big home run, down that short you know, that short porch and right like you just talked about. I think the moves the Yankees made make them pretty dangerous. I mean, more than they were for most of the year. They've come out in the second half, and they've played pretty well. I think they're 13-6 and six in the second half. They're only a game and a half out of the wild card, and they're still 17-1 to one to win the World Series, by the way, a little bit 
of a long shot. Like, out of all the things that teams did, the Yankees adding those two left-handed sluggers, which they didn't have this year, could be the biggest moves of the deadline. Oh, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, folks know this. If you gamble like I do, which is nightly because it's entertainment for me, I don't go out of my way to kill myself unless it looks absolutely positively sure. Last night I took the Yankees minus 200. Mm-hmm. I had to have a defibrillator by in the 6th, 7th <laughs> inning. The Seattle <laughs> took the lead. Okay, so uh, they ended up coming back. It's 5-3. to three. I, I'm not going to pretend. I told everybody this week, the last two weeks have been pure torture. But uh, last night I took football also. I went 1-1. One one. I actually won a total in the Pittsburgh game. So we're off nice. to a good start. We got football coming up. So, I mean, it was a good night for a change. And Fridays are always good. I'll tell everybody who, who I took on the uh, Carmen and Yurko show, the one you can't miss. No yep. matter what you're doing, if you're in the Himalayan mountains, you got to try to get a hold of us on Fridays especially at 11.48. So, you know what? Everything's looking good. I think the Yankees are in a good spot. Rizzo's in a good spot. I'm not sure about Baez. I mean, they got to take a look at his body of work. I don't know if he's going to get that kind of money. I don't blame the Cubs, like I said. I just loved how Hoyer said, you know what? Maybe you guys should have signed because players do gamble on themselves. And when they do well... You know, they usually are the first, and the agents to say, guess what? He gambled on himself. It was a brave thing to do. Well, according to Hoyer, these guys gambled on himself, and it wasn't so good. Period. So is it a little bit of a blessing in disguise for the Cubs, you know, that yeah. the, with the way everything happened, where the, the talks broke off in spring training a, a year and a half ago between the Cubs and Baez, you know, because you yeah. look at the way he's played since, and maybe they... They get a little lucky, or the Rizzo, you know, not extending Rizzo beyond, you know, what you know, you were sort of holding firm to a number. I don't think it was close to what Rizzo thought his value was. Maybe the way he's outplayed his contract, but yeah, you don't, you don't pay for the old, you don't pay for what they've done. You're trying to project what they're going to do, and you know, Rizzo with a bad back at thirty-two, thirty-three, as good as he can still be, like maybe it works out well for the Cubs in a, in a weird way. Cubs even did a fans good job. Are mad. Well, I mean, I like how Bryant said that the Cubs did a good job putting everybody where they had to be, including Kimbrough, because of an illness in his family. Yeah. I think that the Cubs come across as very classy. Bryant, I'm not crying because we lost him. I, I, you know, $250 million is a lot of money. I think they saw the window close on this team. I like Hoyer. I don't know why. I like Theo. I mean, I'm not a hater. Yeah. I mean, he, he's won in, in two places that nobody ever won before. I don't like how they did certain things this year, but I can't disagree with what they're doing. I think they saw the window close. Thank God they got lucky, and they can't even give away Hayward, Carm. No, no way. They can't no give him away. That's nope. how pathetic that contract is. Now, now, Rizzo, I remember when he got the first extension. I go, boy, he hasn't all done all that, but they sure put the – and they were right about him. So I'm not going to give them a hell now if they decide not to give a guy like him $150, 200000000 Well, you hit on something important, too, Mike. I mean, I think they realized what you just said, and everybody yeah. kind of saw it. The window closed, get, yep. and they figured, let's get as much as we can for a bunch of guys going into their walk Absolutely. Year. So they, they loaded up with some prospects. We'll see how that goes. The White Sox have struggled here in the second half because the offense continues to just sort of sputter along. Um, Adam Engel, who you trust about as much as anybody defensively, misplayed a ball in yep. the first inning last night. That was kind of the difference in the game. But the Sox are just 2-5 and five versus the Royals in the second half, 9-11 wow. and 11 overall. But they still have that healthy lead. And you know, according they to points bet ground. now, They've they, gained ground. They, they gained ground. I mean, <laughs> they, they picked up a half game. It's, it's a good point. It's like because of the division, 
there's, I don't think there's going to be a lot of drama in the final seven weeks or so of the season here for the Sox. According to points, but they are now second favorite behind only the Dodgers to win the World Series. The yeah. White Sox are 5-1. to one, The Astros are 5.5. Would you put 5-1 so on action. the Sox? I mean, is it the weakness of the American League? I like, hey, look, Boston's tough. Toronto's been playing better baseball. They're starting to come around. The Yankees, Yankees are going to get better. Yep. Um, you know, so... And the Dodgers are tough. I mean, if the Padres are starting to fade a little bit, folks. I know. What's going on with them is, you know, I mean, no uh, they were the heralded ones. Yep, no Tatis now. I mean, like, at what point, Mike and I have been talking about this for weeks, I mean, yep. months. Like, at what point do we say, let's put a little money down on the Giants to win the West? They're still plus 150. I mean, they got a four-game lead for crying out loud. And they only play, like, the Dodgers they're only have one tonight. more series. They're dogs today. No, it's crazy. Yeah, they're in Milwaukee. I just saw it against yeah, the road dog. Wait, wait, they're not plus one ten. No, they're, they're not like plus plus one forty. They're yeah. plus one forty. Wait a they're minute, plus one forty. Is anybody watching the games? Well, I'll tell you. I think they've why. been undervaluing them all year in Vegas. So I mean, I, I think you're one hundred percent right. Um, okay, so the Giants right now are still like plus one fifty to win the division, if you can believe it. The Dodgers are the favorite. They got a four game lead and there's only one more series that they play and the Giants get to play the Dodgers at home early next month. Now, I looked at the game the same way Mike did, okay? Burns is going Burns is going for Milwaukee. He's been uh-huh. terrific for the most part. Mike's right. The Giants are plus one forty. Um, but I think it's a scheduling thing here, Mike. I mean even though they've got the second-best record in baseball on the road this year, they had to play a four-game series in Arizona. Two of the games went to extra innings, including yesterday. Then they traveled. Meantime, Milwaukee's been at home, and they were off yesterday. I'm assuming that's got something to do with the way that line looks for tonight, but it's wow. sort of intriguing with the Giants' success on the road. I have a play road. on this game. I haven't decided yet. You know me. Yeah. I'm usually well set, but there's still baseball, folks, because you win yeah. 60, you lose 60. It's what you do with the other 42. I've seen Burns have some issues recently. Yeah. Uh, so that's not, he's not, you know, at certain points, he does have some vulnerability. Uh, so we'll see what happens in that. I might have a pick for that game down the line. I, I circled that game this morning looking at it, too, though. I thought it was interesting. I'm like, man, yeah. it's pretty tempting to take the Giants. We'll see if uh, yeah. our, our minds change maybe just, or we come just so up with something. so you know, if I can jump in quickly. Uh, Mike, yeah. who is, is this Randy? Well, Hi, Randy. Logan Webb, who is starting today. He's yep. on the rotisserie team. That's why I know. I think it's like his fifth start since the coming off the IL, and he's only mm-hmm. gone like five or six innings in every start. Hey, and they only all go five or six. Isn't that what they do not usually? Corbin Burns. And their, and their bullpen was taxed yesterday. Taxed. They, they, I, so yeah. I think that's probably also why they're playing. I do. I think it's a scheduling thing. I do, Merck. Like, I think mm-hmm. you kind of nailed it. They, like I said, they played two extra inning games on the road in Arizona. I think they split that series. They had to rally late. Brian actually had the big go-ahead double for them in the 10th last night. And traveling with Milwaukee being off, I think that's, that's the difference here in Burns on the Hill. But it just, it's sort of like, I looked at the Giants, I'm like, man, they've been so good on the road. It sort of was kind of, hmm, I'm like, plus 140, maybe. But we'll see if we get something definitive on uh, how we feel you know about that game before sure? we're out of here. You know what looked for sure yesterday? I took Minnesota. That yeah. didn't look for sure, and they ended up doing well. Yep. So, I mean, Baseball's you know, it's weird. baseball. It's not like the NFL where it's almost predictable. It's, it's so just weird. whether you could cover the spread or not. I mean, because money lines, I mean, there's weeks money lines. If you pick the right, you could go 14-2 and two or how many teams in the league now, who knows. Uh, but the totals have come out. Everything's going good, and we're starting to get busy, my friend. We've got a rematch uh, between the U.S. and France. That's later tonight, actually. Oui, oui. 
Mike and I are going to preview that a little bit as we uh, wrap up the Olympics here this weekend. We will talk some NFL futures and some preseason trends, believe it or not, that we can give you because there was a game last night and then we got a full slate a week from tomorrow as uh, teams roll into the first exhibition weekend. So we got a lot to do, plus our guy Jim Miller with some ponies. Jimmy! And, and coming up next, Luke Pergandy. Hook, where are you been? <laughs> he's got uh, he's got some uh, things that are hot on PropSwap, and he's going to tell us all about it when we return in just a moment. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen Castelco, and we are joined uh, each and every week by one of the founding members of the great PropSwap site and app. He is a Chicago guy, and he joins us to talk sports gambling each and every Friday. Say hi to Luke Pergandy. Oh, Luke is sleepy a little bit. <laughs> What's up, boys? What's up, you, Luke? Luke? Good. How are you? Go We're ahead. doing great, buddy. Uh, so we got baseball kind of coming down the stretch here. Sort of the dog days, but, you know, and in, uh, in terms of what people might be doing to buy and sell some futures tickets, I would imagine now's a pretty good time on PropSwap. Also, the NFL is right around the corner. So, uh, you know, a little bit of the dog days maybe, and you look at the sports calendar and say there could be a lull. There's never a lull at PropSwap when you're talking about selling uh, futures wagers, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, you look what's going on in Indianapolis. Like, people are dumping their Colts futures. You know, how long is this Carson Wentz injury going to last? The report is 5 to 12 weeks. That's a gigantic range. I'm shocked that with the way injury reports work, we can even report something like that. Like, hmm. you think it would need to be more narrow. Um, but we are absolutely, people are selling. So the Colts were 25 to 1 pre-Wentz injury. They are now 40 to 1 post-Wentz injury. Uh, some people are dumping them, and some people are buying low and saying, yeah, I think Carson will be hurt for, you know, six weeks, seven weeks. He comes back in the first week of October, and they got a season. How the Olympics been, Luke? I mean, I would imagine with basketball, USA, France, maybe coming up, and then, you you know, the more team type of situations, uh, the women's soccer team uh, coming short, and then you got, has it been more individual people like that had Simone Biles? that got rid of their tickets or what's been the action as far as prop swaps concerned better or worse than you thought? Yeah, I would say, look, are we selling $16,000 tickets on the Olympics? No, we, no one is, is wagering 16 grand. Like we sold that, you know, mm-hmm. Phoenix suns bet. Um, but are people buying smaller tickets? Totally. Xander Shoffley to win gold mm-hmm. in the golf uh, tournament. That bunch of people cashed on that. Uh, some people have bought team USA tickets, you know, when they lost the, but they lost to Nigeria, yeah. their odds dropped, you know. So people swooped in and bought some Team USA tickets after that Nigeria loss. But it, now they're like minus 800. I, I think they're, they're mm-hmm. super heavy minus money to win now. Yeah, they're minus 850 to win tonight. And yep. France is plus 575. France was about 7.5 to 1 at the start. So if you had one of those, that could be, uh, you know, you could throw that up and, and just see in the next, you know, we got about 12 hours or so as we taped this Friday morning before that gold medal game tonight, um, you know, there's all, there's like there's so many thousands of tickets that are always for sale. It amazes me how well you know 
<laughs> all the things that are up on the site and in the app. And, I mean, I know it's your livelihood, Luke, but are you just constantly checking? Do you get alerts like, you know, is, is, there, is there a default like when a big ticket or a high-priced ticket goes for sale that you guys get alerted right away? How do you stay on top of it so well? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, so we obviously get emailed every time a ticket is posted for sale. And I'll, I'll glance on that when I have, you know, some free time. Uh, but, yeah, typically either myself, my co-founder, uh, we have one more guy who works in marketing for us. Like we'll all just discuss if we got a gigantic ticket. We'll we'll usually circulate that around. Obviously, that you know Phoenix Suns that was was the largest one of the year. And mm-hmm. uh, when we sold the uh, fifty seven thousand uh, dollar Kansas City Chiefs uh, parlay you know, last December, that was obviously a huge one. But yeah, we'll scan the site. We of course get email notified every time a ticket gets posted. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, wait, wait, wait till August twenty first. The three of us got to concoct a futures bet That's as, right. we meet, as we meet at Bourbon Street. The three of us. I mean, three of the great minds in the wagering business, ladies and gentlemen. I like that. We will be there. Field Yates is going to be there. But looking forward to that. And, yes. yeah, we'll come up with a futures bet, some other things for the people uh, there. Hey, real quick, West uh, Westbrook. I, uh, all the Laker robot fans automatically now jumping on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if it's yeah. not. They're all like I robots. Yeah, they are. I mean, I I can't blame them in this situation, though. My goodness, no. that's such a that's nice such a threesome. Up. I mean, it's like an NBA jam, you know, trio <laughs> back in the early days. <laughs> yep, um, totally. It's crazy. Yeah, Lakers are the second favorite behind the Nets still. Yep. All right, Luke, have a great weekend, pal. We'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love have a good you, weekend. buddy. See, See ya. you, buddy. There's All Luke right. Pergandy from PropSwap. PropSwap.com or the PropSwap app. Yeah, U.S. tonight, I mean, the number's basically where it was in the first game, and we know France won outright 83-76. France has actually won the last two matchups of significance against the U.S., but the U.S. laying 12.5 points tonight. They're minus 850 on the money line. Uh, France, like I said earlier, is plus 575. Look, France is three NBA players in its starting lineup. They got, like, mm-hmm. four or five NBA players on the team. I mean, like, they're really, really good. They were they're about plus the third seven choice. in the first half. I mean, so... Do you take a look at that? I will tell you this. This looks like a classic trap. I mean, you know what? Uh, an illogical guy like myself takes the U.S., okay, and takes the over. That, yeah. That's it. 176. A, yep. You hope to, at worst-case scenario, split, and then you can enjoy the game. Because, quite frankly, I love my country. I want them to win. I do. I don't know if I would bet on them uh, tonight. That being said, if I had to. I would take the United States of America minus the 12 and a half in the over and let the, the chips fall where they may. Yeah. If I were going to make any wager on this game, I think first it half? might be. Yeah, first half. And you know what, Mike? They've struggled out of the gate here Absolutely. in a lot of these games, and they've had to rally. Like, France plus the seven and a half in the first half, to me, might be the best bet. And yeah. then I, you're, I think you're right. I think the U.S. could pull away in the second half. Yeah, even I think really uh, maybe, you know what? We didn't like it. I mean, I, I was ready to divorce the team after the Nigerian loss. I was embarrassed for myself. I was afraid, you know, somebody was going to approach me and say, hey, look what we did to you in basketball as I was walking to the studio. You know? I mean, come on. I don't need that. So, oh, uh, yeah. But now I really would probably take – and I want to give Kevin Durant credit, okay? Yeah. Yep. I, I do. Because been great. he's been on a lot of Olympic teams. And we always criticize the guys that don't go. I want to give him kudos. 
he could have divorced this whole situation. Then we might have a different situation. So we're in position to win the gold. I want to give him credit and everybody else that's there. He is now the all-time leading scorer. He passed Carmelo, so I think you're right, right. and he's played great in this tournament. And, he never uh, says, I mean, he, he comes to play for his country. Yeah. I got no gripe with the guy. I know he's done some things I didn't like, like with the, with the, with the going to the Warriors, but I mean, he's leading the charge now. Uh, he's going to be favored to win the NBA championship, which I think will make him, his career, a defining situation. Because, you know, he went with Curry. Come on. Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to tell me that didn't matter. He went there for a reason. Because he said I, that's I, yeah, the best I mean, game. I, I, yeah, I think he really he looked at the situations like they, they, they can pay me what I feel like I am deserve to be paid. And they're a, like a dynasty in the making. He's like, yeah, yeah I'll go there. Hey, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I had two national title teams in 16-inch softball. The uh, Licorice Limited team, formerly yeah. Athletics, and they won. You know what? It was easier to get players because we had won a national championship. Sure. That's the way it is. And yeah. you know what? Hey, I'll tell you, though, I, I'm curious because I think Westbrook and LeBron will, I think I brought this up last week, go nose-to-nose a couple times uh, because they both uh, have these fuses. And it's it's okay to have a fuse and to be competitive. I don't yeah. know if we'll lead to anything, but, I mean, it will be. I, I don't think they're always going to get along. That's my opinion. I think you're right. And, he fights uh, with everybody, Westbrook. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's salty, <laughs> you know, and they don't like and each LeBron, other. And LeBron, he yeah. can, you know. It, I mean, LeBron can say and does most what he thinks, and then uh, that can lead to something. Yeah, interesting. Um, all right, when we come back, we'll talk some football, oh, uh, yeah. NFL futures. Um, I want to dive a little bit deeper into something we just brought up um, with Luke Pergandy about, you know, like the Colts and this Wentz thing, and now also Quentin Nelson. I mean, it's not often that you're going to, like, overreact to a, a guard missing um, games, but mm-hmm. when it's the best guard in the league, mm-hmm. like it does sort of have an effect on the offense. So yep. we'll talk about that. Plus some NFL preseason trends. Yep. Um, we got a lot to do. We'll give you some best plays before we're out of here. There's a great series in baseball this weekend uh, in Philadelphia. Probably the series of the weekend between the Mets and the Phillies considering what's going on in the NL East right now and how, how close that division is. So we got a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. Mike and Carmen cruising along with you here. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Back inside The Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app alongside Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We are presented by Fox Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Mike's always got games that he's putting out there for free on Twitter, yep. ladies and gentlemen. And he's got the Win Daily stuff each and every day, Monday through Friday at 11. Okay. So hey, by sure the way, by the way, I saw on Twitter. I mean, I mean, that was sweet. You want to talk about sweet? Come on. I mean, uh, Randy Merkin, happy anniversary to you and your lovely bride. I loved it. You had, you had letters, giant letters on your lawn. Beautiful. 20th anniversary, Happy right? anniversary, thank Mark. You, thank you. I put on the lawn. Thanks for putting up with me for 20 years. Yes. You know, so it, it worked out well. A lot of people <laughs> in the neighborhood thought it was very funny. So. Yeah. BB had that uh, 84. It said help. Uh, the four <laughs> things there. Uh, where is he? That other letter, where is he? I mean, so, I mean, I understand the letter thing. There was uh, a eviction notice on the door at one point. So that was great, Randy. Good idea. I like that a lot. Thanks, Mikey. Appreciate it. Oh, that's funny. I love yeah. the where is he. That's Where great. is he? Uh, so NFL futures a little bit here. More, we can uh, we can dive in more. We were just talking to Luke Pergandy from PropSwap mm-hmm. about 
you know, there's been a little bit of an adjustment here with the Wentz, um, Quentin Nelson, yeah. and news out of Indy. Their Super Bowl odds were roughly anywhere from about 20 to 25 to 1. You heard Luke mention that. And now you're looking at more like 35 to 40. Maybe you buy low on them thinking, hey, it's uh, it's surgery on a foot. They're probably going to be back in six weeks and not 12. Um, we did see a huge move in the week one line, though, Mike, for opening weekend. The Seahawks are going to travel to Indy to visit the Colts in week one. Indy was about a two-and-a-half, three-point favorite in the early posted look-ahead lines in Vegas. Seattle is now favored by three mm. with the Wentz news. And I think it's a pretty good bet that both those guys will miss week one. That's where we've seen the huge move in action for week one. Yeah, I think, Carm, I mean, you got to – I don't know if you sit the game out or not. Maybe there's a surprise here. But, I mean, that's quite a line swing, folks. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, you know, Wentz – they were counting on him. He's had injury situations before. Uh, they got a lot of money wrapped up in him. Uh, but Nelson, too, uh, it's not a good start for them. So, uh, I mean, Russell Wilson, to me, I've always loved him. I mean, I always knew I he like wasn't going to come to Chicago, but I'm a yeah. big fan of his from his college days. So, I mean, that might be a stay-away game by the time we do the show. Yeah. You know, you know the— I was looking at all the, the the week one lines, and the Bears are the second biggest underdog in week one. They do have a tough matchup. You know, they're getting seven points. The only bigger dog, um, uh, the Lions, in week one. The Bears are getting seven at the Rams. It's going to be the first Sunday night football game of the year to open up the season yeah. in week one. Bears, of course, lost at L.A. in week seven last year. That was the start of the slide. That was the start of the six-game losing streak. They played terribly. Um, the Rams I hope were they're the surprise of the league. I, I really believe this. Yeah, Carm, because you know why? I'm hearing a lot of more doubters than uh, I even imagined. And I'm starting to wonder, maybe this works. Uh, maybe that debacle they'll be able to put aside. Maybe the defense becomes better. I have no idea. But there's always three, four teams that make the playoffs that nobody even imagined it's making true. the playoffs. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to doubt them. But, I mean, the first test is a huge test. And against a team that has something to prove. So, um, I just think there's going to be some surprise. I'm looking at Arizona. Uh, I, I know their quarterback is one of the top uh, favorites to win MVP. Uh, Murray, uh, Arizona, nobody's talking about. They're 25 to one. Um, I like that fight. I yeah. think there's some some teams out there that you gotta sort of look at that you would say. Once you start saying or hearing they have no chance, you start investigating some of their personnel, and then you yeah. say they might have a chance. That's what futures are about. Yeah, absolutely. Finding some of the value. I, Kyler Murray, I think, is it's a it's a good call with Arizona, even though that division wow. is going to be brutally brutally tough. I, I think when I think he struggled last year in the second half because he was hurt. You know, and I'm like I, I think they, there's a lot of upside there. I think you're right. What scares me about the Bears right now is what's going on with their O line. I mean, I know it's April sixth. We got a Come month, on. but like. I mean, they can't get Tevin Jenkins on the field. And, you know, the last time we saw him playing in a college game, in the Bedlam game in November, mm-hmm. he left early with a back injury. And now here yeah. we are all these months later. And, well, like, I don't know. That's not a good sign. we got to quit treating guys that were picked all the way down the line like they were uh, picked in the first round at the number six position. Okay? There's a reason these guys drop. I don't know. You know, I've been hearing nothing but glowing words for Justin Fields, mm-hmm. but I've been also hearing from people that I trust that he holds on to the ball too long, that he has some accuracy problems. So, you know, you don't know what to believe. All I know is with my gut feel that, you know what, Andy Dalton, if he gets off to a good start, let's say they upset the Rams. How are we in week two? 
Fields. Wow. Oh, my God. We're going right? to go nuts. You know it. We're right? ready to go nuts. Justin Fields' project backed up a little bit. Oh, my but God. if Dawn gets off to a rocky start, and I've been there on both ends, folks. I mean, but if he gets off to an interception in the first half, or which he tends to do every so often, but he's going to recover his own fumbles, but he does fumble the ball once in a while, then look out. Then all of a sudden, Justin Fields is rushed along. Public pressure, which the Bears always feel, starts to put the heat on the coaching staff, and you might have a bad scenario. Oh, my God. I couldn't it. <laughs> I was the guy that also was a narrator for the Titanic, by the way. <laughs> by the You're way, right. uh, I was watching, you know, I don't know why I watch mobster movies, and, and then I automatically think of certain people. You know what's an underrated movie? Hoffa. Yes. Hoffa with Jack Nicholson. Well, Jack is so great. Oh, I mean. he's so good as Hoffa. Yeah. Are we talking riddles here, Dolly? Yeah. <laughs> I love him. He really is something. Yeah. Um, so next week we got the, we roll into the full slate of yep. uh, week one exhibition action. And yeah, and all the people that lose during the regular season are telling people like me who actually had a good night in the NFL, not the bet preseason. Yeah. Shut up and don't go lose in the preseason. Wait to lose. Okay. I win every week. Preseason's better than ever. You got all the information you need. You know, you and and it's funny you say it that way because like I I found and I got to give credit to the Action Network for this because they they put a little story up this week about NFL preseason trends to bet and I like Mike's right, right. I used to sort of I, I used to sort of take the approach ah it's the preseason that why would I, I watch that game last night if I didn't bet it you wouldn't no and you believe it or not there's like you can find there there are ways oh. to find a little value in the preseason I had the under you know what there's some prop bets. I mean, it, w- it was fun. I'm betting, and it, but I mean, I got to recover from my loss. I'm betting the ladies in the PG, uh, in the Olympics. In the Olympics, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's dinner time, and I'm going downhill fast. I I know it's. I easy had a girl see. from Denmark get three straight bogeys yesterday. <laughs> I can't believe it. One, two, I, and three. It's easy to say. Why would I want to bet on uh, Cowboys oh. Steelers? Why am I betting on Ben Narducci throws? You know, but like you, if you if you dig deep enough, you can find some trends. Oh, yeah. And I'll give you a few. I, I like I said, I'll give credit to the Action Network here. Um, this this one's fascinating to me. Uh, just keep it in mind, everybody, for next weekend. The last time the Ravens lost a preseason game was September 3rd of 2015. John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens have won 17 consecutive preseason games. He's got a 688 winning percentage against the spread in the preseason. John Gruden also loves the preseason. The Raiders are 7-1 and one against the spread uh, preseason since his return to the sidelines, and they're laying a point and a half Who's at home against the Seahawks. Who's got more upside to them, Carm? Because you know... You're one of the best in the business. I respect your opinion. But here's what I'm going to tell everybody. I think the Bears got more upside than the Raiders, and the Bears didn't pay their coach $90 million or whatever Agreed. millions he got. Uh, to do. I, I think it's been an abomination what's going on. I know they've moved now to Vegas, but what, what's your deal with them? Agreed. Because I think I, the I, Bears I, have a better future. I'm not the biggest uh, Gruden guy. There, I'm. I'm with you 100. Um, percent It didn't work out. Mayak and him. It's not. You don't give a coach that kind of money. It's yeah, crazy. they give him a lot of money and a lot of control. You know, yeah. and it's like, and sometimes that can be dangerous. Yep. Uh, here's another trend for the preseason. Everybody. I love trends. Right, we love this. Fade Belichick and Reed. That's right. Fade the two greatest right now because they are 57, 67, and five against the spread since 2004. In the preseason. Regular season, they dominate. How about a 570 combined winning percentage against the number? But preseason, you want to look to fade Belichick and Reed. Because he don't care. They, they they like especially Belichick and uh, Nagy in the preseason. The Bears are three and six. I think the up. Bears of '85 had a one and three record. I believe that's correct, right? We had a one and three record 
they could give, and then all of a sudden the season started, and they were carting people off on stretchers. It was crazy. Weren't, weren't they down like in the first half to Tampa in Week One in '85, and then they ended up like beating? Man, they the had about three, four games where you know you hear about the Bears' dominance, but yeah. they were in the balance. I mean, but it's the NFL, and they did have a great record. The Miami game to me is the one that they lost, and I'll I'll never forget. That's the one I remember more than any. I yeah. remember the Minnesota game. I know a lot of Bear fans though that Miami game would have catapulted this team into all-time greatness. By the uh, time, by the time they got to the Cowboy game that year, and the oh, way I they dismantled oh. the Cowboys, like that was, you know, forty-four and like, to nothing, baby. And, and, and Coach Ditka always, like Coach. he, I, he's told us many times, and I know he's told you over the years that, yeah. like, he walked up to, I mean, Tom Landry was his, you know, I yeah. mean, most people probably know what Tom Landry meant to, to Coach Ditka. He said he walked up to Tom Landry and he felt terrible. He goes, I, I'm, he's like, Coach, I'm sorry. And, and he goes, don't be sorry. And he goes, You're, you guys are really good. I mean, like, that was the moment I think everybody knew. And it was also, I think, a lot of the – that's kind of where he was pissed off at Buddy, I guess, a little bit. You know, he kind of wanted him to call off the dogs because of what they were doing to, to Dallas that day. But, yeah, by the time they got there, it was like, hey, man, like, the Bears are they, – they look unstoppable, you know. You had two of the most ruthless men I've ever known. Well, one real well who's a great guy. And I, I'm, I like Mike Ditka. I love him. I do. So I'll play as a kid, and then I end up hanging with them. I mean, he, you know, he's, he said that to Landry. He's also asked me to pass him the salt. I mean, I've hung out with the guy. And he's just, he's just one of those guys. You had Buddy Ryan and Ditka. Forget about the separation. It didn't matter. It worked. And they are both were hired killers, assassins. Yep. Yeah. So you know what? Ditka poured it on, too. I don't care what anybody says. The yeah. Dallas Cowboys, to me, were our bigger nemesis for dominance than Green Bay back in the day yeah. during those times with Forrest Gregg and all that crap. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Yeah, we'll get some ponies. I want to quickly talk with Mike about uh, some of the changing NBA odds after the flurry of activity during this trade deadline where the Bulls were about, uh, excuse me, the free agency deadline where – the Bulls were about as active as anybody, and then we'll give you some best plays before we're out of here. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple on the ESPN Chicago app on this Friday. Hope everyone is having a great day. We're getting you set for the weekend. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we are presented each and every week by PropSwap. Also, each and every week, we get to talk to one of the best handicappers in the country. He is the expert handicapper at beautiful Hawthorne Racecourse that uh, we talk about so much. They got the harness meet going on all summer long, and we'll get into the races for this weekend in a little bit. But uh, here to make us some money, we've got our buddy, Jim Miller. Jim <laughs> What up, Jimmy? gentlemen? It, you know what? It's, it's been another good week for racing. It's been a good week on the gambling front, seeing the sports betting numbers coming back in Illinois really strong again. So positive things. Uh, three points bet sports books here in, nor- in northern Illinois. So all, everything's going good. What's been the the key to sort of the resurgence again, Jimmy? Is it that you know we've got NFL around the corner, Olympics? Like uh, what's going on with the handle here in recent weeks? You know what? It's a few things. One, competitive baseball, at least from the Southsiders, has been a plus. Two, the buzz around the NFL. And then three, I think just expanding with having multiple locations. Because especially now that you have to go and sign up in person and register in person, to have a few different locations to expose yourself to the population has really helped quite a bit. Because everybody's gearing up for the NFL. 
So you kind of dabble your feet in the water a little bit now and then get ready for the football season. You know, I think that uh, harness racing should be added to the Olympics after seeing skateboarding. Um, <laughs> I got to be, I mean, seriously, there's never been an Olympics of horse racing. I mean, it's individual events. I guess you could call the Breeders' Cup that. Right. But that yep. doesn't seem to catch everybody's fancy. Maybe if there was a different name, or maybe if there was some sort of, what kind of Olympic events would you have except just a bunch of horses getting together like the Breeders, right, Jim? Well, think about this, though. On the harness racing end of things, those horses bounce back more quickly. You could actually race a horse, say, three times in a week. So you mm-hmm. probably could do something on the harness right. racing end of things just with the span that the Olympics have. You could do almost eliminations early on and then a semifinal and then a final. So. You're right. Skateboarding's in there. Surfing's in there. Everything else is in there. Why not throw harness racing in there? You throw harness racing in is right. Yeah. Breeders' Cup is kind of right around the corner, too, right, Jimmy? I mean, it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, you're starting to see the prep races for the Breeders' Cup now, so you're getting these horses kind of ready, determining who's going to be in what field. So it's always, it is, it's kind of like the World Series of, of horse racing. So that's taking place at the end of October, and it's one of those things where you start to see those divisional champions come out, and it's really been wide open this year. So it's a fun season on the racing end of things, but things are really kind of start to really get, say, those finalists for those races popping up over the next month or so. All right, so we got racing all weekend, uh, every weekend throughout the summer at beautiful Hawthorne on the south side, southwest side. So make sure you get out and check out the action tonight, tomorrow night, Sunday night. What do we like for this weekend, Jimmy, to make some money? You know what? We talked about those Breeders' Cup prep races, so we're going to focus on them this weekend. So we're going to Saratoga on Saturday for all three of the races. Race 8, bet the four-horse obligatory across the board. This is a horse that's going to be closing strongly late, looking towards a possible sprint race in the Breeders' Cup. Then in race 9, bet the two de jure across the board. This is a horse that could be looking possibly at the Breeders' Cup turf. And then in race 10, bet the five, Maxfield to win. This is a horse that could be looking at the Breeders' Cup classic down the line. All right, Saratoga is the place that we're going to wager for this weekend. These are three races for Saturday, everybody. The eighth race, the four-horse, across the board. The ninth race, the two-horse, across the board. And then race 10, the five-horse to win. Is that right, Jim? That's right. Let's make some money, boys. All right, buddy. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday. You too. Jimmy! There's our guy Jim Miller at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. By the way, Carm, i got to give you credit. I mean, I've been sober for 15 years. And you know what? It's never a struggle. But i got to be honest. If I was the bourbon industry or the whiskey industry, I, I, I would hire Carmen DeFalco as the spokesman. He, he had this, this bottle of Pikes. Okay? Pikesville. Yeah, Pikesville. Yeah. Pikesville. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready. I went to the cabinet. I haven't been there for years. <laughs> Hit cobwebs on it. I, don't, I, don't I was wanna, ready to go. I don't want to tempt you. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying what a good job that is. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Just saying. I love it. I love that whiskey, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Um, hey, how about Bulls? I mean, they were busy. They oh, were active. And, you know, I mean, I, I know that winning the offseason very rarely means you're going to win anything of significance in the regular season. But the Bulls are getting pretty high marks, Mike. They went all the way from about 100 to 1. Some places had them at 125 to 1, down to about 60 to 1. They're still a long shot. They're not going to win the title. But you see Vegas reacting to the flurry of moves they made this week. You know what? I'm seeing Reinsdorf in, later in life. And I know Jerry. I've known him forever. I'm seeing Jerry, and I know that there's been some personal losses. Mm. And I know that he thinks he's never, I don't think he's ever thought he was immortal. He's a kid from Brooklyn, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just see a guy that wants to have two winners. 
uh, at this stage of his life. Yeah. I mean, where money doesn't seem to be the issue, it always was. And AK, that's all I call him. I don't have to know how to pronounce his name. And right. they've done a good job. And the White Sox. I mean, you know what? Some choices. Like, that reminds me of Hallis. When everybody said the game had passed him by, and all of a sudden in 1963, granted, with Horning uh, being suspended uh, for a year for gambling. But, I mean, they said the game passed him by, and he won a championship. I'm seeing an owner all of a sudden making two teams that were irrelevant for so long now become relevant together. Yeah, it's a good point. He's going for it. Um, yeah. All right. So as uh, we get out of here, Mike, for this weekend, what are some of the best plays that we like? What are oh, we thinking? I'll tell you what. I mean, I looked at it today, Carm, and, it, it, you know, it's it's still baseball. There's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, I really like uh, today the Toronto uh, Blue Jays uh, at minus 135. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I said that today on, on Carmen and Yurko. I think that uh, Boston's a good baseball team. I think there's plenty of value here. I mean, on the 10-cent line, if you want to take Boston, go ahead. It came out Toronto. I'm 6-1 and one the last six weeks on my bonus plays. And then the other game that I was looking at, and then and, and this is a run-line game for me uh, tonight. I'm taking uh, the L.A. Angels plus 1.5 at minus 115 Love that. A- as a game like that. That's Those are my two plays. Hey, we're waiting for the NFL. We've we had are. a good week. But last week we had a winning week. Let's win another one. Carm, who you got, my friend? I'm going to just give one one baseball game to, um, and we'll go to, I think, what is maybe the most significant series of the weekend because of what's happened in the NL East. I mean, sure. uh, the, the Mets have lost uh, seven of their last ten. Mm-hmm. Phillies, meantime, are surging. Coming Phillies home. have won five straight. They're minus 115 with a good pitching matchup tonight in Philly. Stroman versus Gibson. Kyle Gibson's had a great year. They just acquired him from Texas. Yeah. Uh, this will already be the fifth time this season that the Phillies see Marcus Stroman. Now, his numbers are good, but they're going to see him for a fifth time, and they're much more familiar with him than the Mets are with Gibson, who's been in the AL his entire career. I like the Phillies the way they're rolling right now, minus the 115 against the Mets team that is uh, struggling to score even though they got a good pitcher on the bump tonight. So that's my one play for this evening. I'm going to go with the Phillies. Yeah, that, that I, folks, you know what? And you know what? I mean, they could be one-unit plays. I mean, yes, it's baseball. Absolutely. It's baseball. It's baseball. One day, 12, 12 out of 15 favorites win. The next day, 12 out of 15 dogs win. It's uh, crazy. And there's no rhyme or reason. It's been crazy. A lot of big, big uh, numbers out there. You know, you hear about the great pitching. There's some really bad pitching. I've lost a couple tough games this week because of bullpens. Pay attention to the bullpens, Scott. Yeah. That's a big deal. But we got NFL coming up. I Can't think wait. things are going to get better and better. All right. We say thanks to our guests, Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller. And as yep. always, great job by Randy Merck and Sean Davis for helping us with the podcast today. And everybody have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Cubs Sox. And, Michael, we'll do it again next Friday. I look forward to it, buddy. Love you guys. Take care, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.